Welcome to Beyond Left and Right, Unteaching Bad History. This episode looks at intellectual hero Jeffrey Rogers Hummel and his take on the U.S. Constitution. This document that we revere, did it preserve liberty or detract from it? Stay tuned to find out. So a little bit about Jeffrey Rogers Hummel. His seminal works include Emancipating Slaves, Enslaving Free Men, and the focus of this particular episode, The Constitution as Counter-Revolution, a tribute to the Anti-Federalists. Now here's what you learned in school. The Philadelphia Convention, held from May to September of 1787, ultimately produced a much-needed written U.S. Constitution. The men who had called for this meeting, including James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and George Washington, felt that events following the Revolutionary War were manifestations of a weak Confederation government. Beset by overlapping state currencies and inconsistently applied tariffs, America would surely benefit from a more centralized political system. Her national defense needed shoring up as well, since Shay's Rebellion had recently demonstrated how a pell-mell band of men with muskets could send shockwaves through the country. The document put forth and subsequently ratified by the individual states was the brilliant product of its equally brilliant framers, and vivid proof that weak political systems are never up to the challenge that real nations inevitably face. Now here's what you should have learned, and here's what Hummel instructs us in his essay. Countering the usual claims that a written constitution would secure the nation's hard-fought freedoms, Hummel instead, in Constitution as Counter-Revolution, lists and explains motives that were far more reactionary than is usually thought. The revolution, with its fervor for increased liberties and democratizing tendencies, proved to certain elites that the fight with Britain had drastically upset the status quo. Hummel describes how Alexander Hamilton and Robert Morris capitalized on military emergencies and fear to enact plans for political centralization. The war had been, at its core, an anti-taxation movement, and victory only strengthened the resolve of the populace at large to assert their own ideas about liberty. The loose American alliance of states was forcefully, if clumsily, finding its way in the aftermath of war. By the late 1780s, though, Hamilton had wheedled himself into Morris's good graces, enough so to convince a famous financier that the stratagems of public debt and central banking coincided with the other overriding concern, to check the rising tide of leveling democracy. Whereas most narratives of the Philadelphia Convention depict men determined to nobly stave off post-war anarchy, Hummel's more historically accurate account follows the lead of the late Arthur Eckert, whose decline of American liberalism contradicts the rather optimistic accounts of the nation's alleged progression towards expanding freedom. As Hummel explains it, part of the issue revolved around the Federalist grand vision of consolidating governmental power. The elites who decide to illegally scrap the decentralized Articles of Confederation in late 1787 saw that, where free markets had failed, a much larger state could facilitate their three chief aims, protectionist tariffs, vast taxing power, and a national bank which Morris's Bank of North America had presaged. But these aims could only come to fruition if the states, previously the sovereign bulwarks of liberty, were made subservient to a central national government. Hummel's explanation of the convention notes the crucial linguistic coup pulled off from the outset as the men desirous of mercantilistic policies managed to foist their ideas, ultimately, on the American public in the guise of quote-unquote federalism. As Hamilton and their ilk put forth subsequent propaganda in a series of essays, their opponents, ironically dubbed anti-federalists, made a stand against what they knew would be encroachment by the state. While ultimately unable to stop ratification of the Constitution, these holdover revolutionaries, according to Hummel, shrewdly recognized the convention's anti-democratic, mercantilistic, elitist motives.
if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. And I'll also link to some of Hummel's other work, including his essay on Martin Van Buren, The American Gladstone. Thanks for tuning in.